0: Charles Parker, and this is the Art of Retirement Podcast, a show about life in retirement and the challenges, opportunities, and unique stories related to it.
1: You kind of get to a point where you, you kind of think about what's really important, what, and you're not so caught up in, you know, who has the most toys or who's got the most expensive toys.
0: Today, we're speaking with Howard, who retired early and has found new passions that make the days go by just as fast as when he worked a 40-hour week.
1: I did um, pharmaceutical sales for a little over 32 years, Wow! worked in the uh, mental health field for uh, patients who had schizophrenia and bipolar illness, medications to treat that, those type of illnesses.
0: Very commendable. I know uh, quite a few people who have bipolar and I, I appreciate the work that you did. When did you start thinking about retirement? What, what age?
1: Um, probably late 50, I retired at 59 and a half, so probably um, around 58 I would say. Okay. Just started thinking about uh, maybe a year in advance um, that it might be something I wanted to
0: do the following year. Were there any sacrifices you had to make in order to have the retirement you wanted, or?
1: Um. You know, luckily I, I, di- I didn't. Um. You know, I had made, you know, I had uh, done some of the things Financially, as they said you you should do you know like um, participate in a 401k plan and things like that. Um, and we also had a um, a yearly um, visit, if you will, with a financial planner who can tell you whether or not you were on target or not on target. So all of my dots were starting to well starting to line up, and it's like you, you will have enough money to last you throughout your retirement. You're where you should be, even surpassed it. And I said, all right, then I'm I'm in pretty good shape. And you know, the other thing is I was one of the fortunate ones to be able to have a pension as well, Mm. so that made it even um, more doable at at that age.
0: I gotcha. So did your company match four hundred one k? They they did. They matched the four hundred one k. They did. And you know, toward the end, I think maybe the last five years, the
1: regulations changed a little bit where you could add another five thousand per year. So I took advantage of all of that. If you were over fifty, I forget what the what it actually was called, but if you were over fifty you could actually contribute another five thousand dollars a year. And mm-hmm. I think I probably
0: did that for about five years. Okay. And the company so I, indexed, I maxed oh, out sorry. the four hundred one K as well. Do you feel like that would that would be a good idea to meet with a financial uh, person for anyone or I, I do. Um
1: it's you know, because you you don't want to just go into retirement to just say, all right, I'm, I'm stopping working. You want to be able to, at least in my mind, I was going with the perspective, I want to be able to maintain pretty much the same standard of living that I had. Right. Even though you're on a fixed income, it's like, well, I want to still be able to do the things that I was doing while I was working. And there, there's some things that you, you, you know, if you don't sit down with the financial planner, you might not be thinking about certain things. Or, uh, you know, for instance, when I first start thinking about it, um, I had planned on staying in the Northeast, you know, and the, the guy mentioned to me about, that the high taxes, he says, you know what, if, that, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But your taxes are going to be so much higher if you stay here versus going to a state um, with lower taxes. Mm-hmm. And that was a big reason why I did decide to move out of um, the Northeast due to the, the, high, the high taxes. So, you know, I wind up saving about um, $6,000 a year in taxes alone just wow. by relocating. You moved from the northeast to to the the southeast to from you know new jersey to north carolina
0: oh okay and you you is it is it just as good or better
1: well it's it's you know it's um it's different in new jersey definitely i'll I'll say that (laughs) but it's a different um, style of living. It's, it's more of a what I call easy living, just kind of laid back, a little more relaxed lifestyle. And I'm close enough to the northeast New York City where all the action and excitement is when I want to get there and be there within two hours and can head back within a short trip as well. But, you know, taxes are lower. Um, mm-hmm. and the weather is a lot, you know, I don't have to worry about snowstorms coming through or no Easter's or, you know, things of that nature. So that's, a, that was another uh, consideration versus going to someplace like Florida where, you know, it's extremely hot with the humidity, but right. North Carolina, the weather's pretty good. Most of the year, you have maybe two months out of the year where the weather, it gets a little chilly, but it doesn't last long.
0: So when you were getting close to retirement, you said you started planning about six months out. Did you did you have any reservations or concerns like in that period?
1: Um, you know what, I, in all honesty, I, I didn't. Yeah. And that, that kinda was the um the thing that kind of let me know that it was what I was doing and the timing of it was right. It's like everything was starting to fall into place. The um the financial piece of it, um the relocation piece, finding a you know, an ideal spot, someplace that you like. Um, all, of, all, everything's starting to line up, and I, I, re- I really didn't have, um, you know, any apprehensions or thinking that you know what. I hope I can do this, or I hope I hope I'm going to like this, or you know, it's going to be a big change for me. I knew that I was going to try to do some things that I had already that, were, that I was always doing. I want maybe try and increase my participation and things of that nature, but I didn't have any concerns or um, about whether or not I should retire.
0: Okay, can you tell me a little bit about your transition from working to retirement? and What that was like?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I just I just wanted to, f- to find enough things to do to try to um, to fill my days. So, I mean, basically, I think the first three months I just kind of didn't do much of anything, hmm. just kind of laid back and kind of relaxed and just took it all, took it all in. And, you know, as people say to me now, how do you like retirement? It's like, well, what's not to like about it if you, you know, if you keep yourself busy and you're doing things? So, you know, after three months, um, I thought about taking up golf. I had gotten a gift certificate for a golf lesson. And um, I, I took a lesson. And like a lot of other people, I kind of got the bug for it. And so I've been taking a lesson for like the last two years, um, probably the last three years, maybe. Um, and uh, I try to play at least once a week. Um, And, you know, when I'm not doing that, I try to practice in between because it it does take a lot of work to to get anywhere decent with the game. Uh, And then as time went on, I I, I think maybe the following year, I thought about I wanted to kind of give back to the community somewhat. Mm -hmm. And a neighbor of mine had told me about a program at one of the local schools um, or at the public schools that – can use volunteers to help the children read. Um, And so that was something that I thought I'd be interested in because early on in my career, I had thought that I wanted to be a teacher, um, but I didn't go that route. But so this was a program where I I go in uh, two days a week, I spend about an hour and a half with two or three different kids for about 30 minutes each and just work with them on their their reading skills. Um, For the last, Three years, you know, it's been the, the, the school that I work at is a, a school that's in a, a predominantly poor area. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them don't have a male figure at home. And um, so I'm kind of paired with them and just try to make a positive impact on their lives. And, and uh, you know, hopefully they'll come away with how important it is to know how to read and to read well and how important their their education is.
0: So you were saying early on, uh, before you became before you went to the pharmaceutical industry, you. You thought about teaching, and now this sort of fulfills that uh, need you had when you were younger. Right. Mm -hmm. That's great.
1: So, and I think that's you know one of the things about you know I was talking to somebody recently about retirement, and they they had also retired after thirty plus years, but they felt like they hadn't done they hadn't really given anything to society the type of work they did. And so I, I said to her, "Well, you know what? In some respects, I kind of feel like that too. But this is another opportunity that you have to do that. So you can volunteer." um and just give back in in your retirement even though you weren't able to do that when you were working so as much as you would like so and that's how i kind of um you know took on this task and you know i don't look at it as something i have to do my entire retirement or that type of thing but i'll do it as long as i feel like you know that i get something out of it i think it works and then maybe perhaps at some other point i'll just move on to something else maybe uh, um you know, another type of thing to volunteer and um
0: give my services to. Sure. Do you do you travel too since you've been retired? Quite
1: yeah, quite a bit. Well, I tra- I travel pretty frequently even when I was working. I travel about two uh. major trips a year, but um I would say within the last four years, you know, I've been to um Cuba, uh Israel and Dubai and in this coming February I'm heading to Thailand. Wow. So Um, yeah, so I knew that travel was definitely something I was going to, um, continue to do internationally as well as, you know, a little more, I've done more international travel in my life than domestic. So I want to kind of pick up on the domestic too and see a lot of the United
0: States that I haven't seen as well. Very cool. Is there anything, anything that stands out about those trips in your mind? I know Dubai's got some huge buildings, very modern-esque and Israel. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like being a science fiction book or story. You know, it's like everything is the biggest, the best, <laughs> the fastest. It's and everything's new, so it's like wow. You know, there's no no two buildings there with all those tall buildings. No two buildings look alike. It's 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 an incredible place.
0: What might you have done differently?
1: Um, just thinking about like what type of community you want to live in. So, versus you know. Do, do I want to live among other retired people versus um, being in a community with mixed age people or um, what type of town do you want to, you know, do you want to live in, those type of things. But mainly, mainly it's just pretty much about do you want to be with around younger people or a mix of people or do you just want to be, have all your activities surrounding other retired people and people who, who you know, like-minded people, that type of thing. Yes. I, might, I might have thought about that a little bit more, and then the other thing I, I said um, again. I don't know if the outcome would have been different. I think I probably would have still relocated, but maybe taking into consideration the, the politics of the two states that the state that I'm moving from to the state that I'm moving into, I might have thought about that a little bit too.
0: Okay. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's transitioning into retirement?
1: I would definitely say you, you need to start planning at least a year out. That's that's number one. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that you, you can't wait until you get retired to try to think of things that you want to do, hobbies or interests or things like that. I think you it, it, the closer you get to retirement, if you're not someone who's already have hobbies or interests, then you need to start developing them. Um pretty close to when you're retirement so that you'll actually know if you're going to like it. You know, you, you know sometimes you hear stories about somebody say, um, I thought I was going to take up fishing when I retired, but then when I tried it, I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you, then you you kind of caught, now you don't know what to do. So I think what, what people should do as you get closer to retirement is to start doing, you know, testing the waters a little bit and doing some of the things that you think you might want to do in retirement and see if, if you actually enjoy it. And then, if you do, um, you know, again, you want to take into consideration where you, where you, if you're going to relocate or stay where you are, how accessible are those activities where you are? That that type of thing is that something you can do if you relocate to a certain area. Will I be able to do that? If not, then maybe you know, you might want to change your your options or look at some different options. But um, I, I think planning is is key for it, and. Um, you, you the biggest piece, I think, is to have your health care. You, you don't want to uh, shoot yourself in the foot and, and not have health care. And I think if you retire too soon and don't have health care, whether it's Medicare or that your company provides the health care for you, I think that's a big mistake. So um, I think you need to make sure that that piece is also in place.
0: So find activities that you're passionate about and make sure you have enough to cover your health care expenses. That makes sense. Exactly. Okay. Right. So you, you uh, retired recently and you seem to have a very mm-hmm. positive outlook about uh, retirement. I know a lot of people who are going into it are hesitant. They don't know if they're going to find that passionate thing that they can do for the rest of their life or or they think they they want to do that one thing. So how, and you're still early in there. Are, are, do you have any plans to on how you're going to continue enjoying your in, in retirement? Do you have other activities that you're looking forward to learning about or? other passions too?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like I always wanted to go back to not necessarily um, get another degree or anything, but also I do want to take some courses. Mm. So, you know, I recently found a program at one of the local colleges here for people who are 50 and older. And, you know, it can be, they have a number of different, the, the curriculum changes every six months, I believe. But there's a number of different things from, you know, bird watching to wine tasting to photography and things like that. But I'm actually uh, starting the end of this week for three weeks, taking a course on thematic perspectives of the African-American history. So this is something I've been kind of looking forward to as well. Um, Just finding a course and especially about African-American history, something of that nature that I can take for um, a couple of weeks and, um, you know, in, you know, get some more education about certain aspects of the culture. Intrigued me was it, it was it was that it was about African-Americans and the the, 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 the somatic perspective of African-Americans in history. So I, I'm thinking it's going to somewhat deal with from the first how we were portrayed first early on on television to the, the current day and, and things of that nature. Um, but again, it's just the fact that I think as an African-American, there's so much that we don't know about our history, and I just thought this was another area where I can look into it and get some more knowledge. Um, but, I, you know, I also plan on continuing to do, do more traveling in the future. Sure. And like I said, at some point I might even... Um, you know, like doing one of the travel I always had a dream of let's say of maybe going to Europe or someplace in South America and maybe renting a home and staying there for three weeks mm-hmm. and just kinda of seeing the country. One of something of like that nature as well. Um the other thing I'm, I'm trying to convince myself to uh go scuba diving at least once. I just recently had a conversation with someone and they loved it and it kind of got me a little interested in it. And initially, I was thinking about just doing skydiving once and get that out of the way. But <laughs> I don't think I want to lean that way. So I was like, maybe, maybe I can do scuba diving. If I can do it with a group. And so I might try to do that once or
0: twice. So what's changed now that you're in retirement? And what, what's stayed similar? Obviously, you moved to a new state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, I think you just get an opportunity to sit back and reflect on, on
1: life a little bit. And you kind of get to a point where you you kind of think about what's really important, what, and you're not so caught up in, um, you know, who has the most toys or who's got the most expensive toys or what's the next thing you can do. You just kind of it's take a take take a breath and and kind of just take it all in. Look, thirty two years is a long time to work someplace, and nothing. You know I always tell people that nothing even for thirty two years nothing runs in a straight line. It's not like it, you know it was great from front from the first year to the thirty second year so there's some ups and downs, so you were able to ride those bumps and you still came out on top and a lot of the decisions you made you you made the right ones you know versus you know things like when you know stock market goes down, not taking your money out or running or putting it someplace else, but it's like all right, you know I listened to some of the advice I took it, I stayed the course and it all kind of worked out well for me um so in terms of changes i, I just think that it's i think your attitude is more it's more at least that's for me what changed the most for me is that you know i just got to ch- you get a chance to reflect on your, your career and, and things like that
0: okay do you have to do you have to budget your finances differently than you did when you were working Um, yeah, yeah, you do.
1: You do. But, um, but not to a large extent, I would say, I mean, you you know that, um, less money is coming in or you're you're handling less money, but, but you have to, you have to budget, you know, Mm. it's like anything else. (laughs) You just can't go out and spend, spend, spend. And, and that's, you know, a whole nother thing, you know, in retirement where you, you don't, you know, there's a lot of things you really don't have to spend a lot on. Like, like clothes for example if you if you're living in an area where the the temperature is pretty consistent, you know you, you don't need a lot of you know we we live in a real casual society right now, so you don't need a lot of clothes as like when I was working, I needed a suit, I needed ties, shirts, and you know all of that kind of stuff now um I think I wore time maybe twice in four years, so <laughs> um you know, things things kind of change, and you just get to the point where, you know, you still always say, someone said, well, "Do you really need that?" And so oh, it's not about need. I want it, and I'm going to buy it. But now, I'm at the point where it's, you say this is not. Well, why would I buy that? I don't need it. You know, <laughs> I'm retired. I'm not, I'll get very little use out of it. I won't be able to. It's like it doesn't make sense. Hmm. You know that type of
0: thing. Yeah. Well, I think you you're very fortunate in that, and very smart in that you uh, contributed to your 401k so much. Many people, when they're younger, don't think about that. They don't put as much money in, so they I think they might have to budget a little more. But uh, right, right. You did. You you went the right path. It sounds like. Yeah, I, I don't understand when people.
1: You know, it's one thing if your company doesn't offer it, but I don't understand when when companies do offer it, and people don't want to participate. I, right. That part I don't get, because it's 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 a good deal, especially when they match it. You yeah, know, exactly. or match a certain percentage of it. It's like, look, you know, and if you, if you, if you don't have it, you you won't spend it. But if you, if you have the extra cash on you, you, you tend to spend it, mm-hmm. just because it's there.
0: So, what do you enjoy most about retirement? I mean, you talked about being able to reflect, about taking classes and golf. Is there anything else?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm enjoying the most I mean, the fact that I'm able to, to consistently live the same lifestyle that I lived before. Mm-hmm. So, meaning that I'm a, I'm able to travel, I'm able to go out for nice dinners and nice restaurants um, that I'm. Doing what I wanted to do. So I, I did want to work, do something in retirement with kids. That was one of my goals. It's like I want to do something with kids. Um, and I wasn't exactly sure of what type of thing I want to do with them. But the tutoring it kind of works. I, I, I kind of enjoy that. I, I, I look forward to seeing the kids, you know, twice a week and seeing the progress they, they make over the semester and things of that nature. Um, so it's just, and just being able to see uh, different parts of the country. To to be able to do things spontaneously, I think, is is another piece to it. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, when you're working, you know, everything revolves around pretty much doing things on the weekend or when you're on vacation. But, you know, being retired, a Tuesday night can be my Saturday night event that that normally happens on a Saturday night, you know, Wednesday night. And you can kind of be spontaneous if you see something, it's like, look hey, three weeks, I can, there's something coming up if you want to do it, whether you, it's a short trip to drive someplace or to fly someplace, you you can do it without saying, thinking, ah, I really can't do this. I'm going to have to take time off work. I really want to see, do this, that type of thing, you know? Um, so I think this, this the spontaneity
0: of it is another nice piece to it. Okay. Freedom to do whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything you know? that's... But like I said, it, okay. it, it, it takes planning.
1: It's not something that just happens. You know, you can... Oh, yeah, I've had friends and stuff that just retired and stopped working and think they're ready, and it's like, yeah, but that's not really. You know, how long is that going to last? Hmm. You know, but I think you really have to plan for what you, for what you you know to have the lifestyle that you want to have in retirement.
0: Mm-hmm. Like any, you know, like okay. anything else. Is there anything that you don't particularly enjoy about retirement? you
1: not. No. <laughs> not you know I, I enjoy waking up you know in the morning not having to rush out of the house you can i can you know sit down and have my two or three cups of coffee and read the newspaper you know um and you know that that type of thing um i mean the other thing i, I didn't mention to his activities is i recently took up yoga too so yeah. i'll do that once or twice a week too but again it's, it's you don't have to that it's the leisureness of it of mm. retired life that you don't have to rush to do things or everything, you know, I I'm not in a major city into you know, where I have to be on defense all the time and just can be a little bit more laid back or relaxed. And just pace yourself as you want to go. And you know, if I, If if I normally do something on Monday and this Monday I don't feel like doing it, then I don't do it. I can do it on Wednesday. That's the option that I have as being retired. i I'll, I'll do it on Wednesday. I'll be fine. <laughs>
0: all right. Yeah. So, yeah. You mentioned the tutoring and that that reaffirmed your love of teaching. Is there anything else that sort of surprised you uh, pleasantly after you retired? Pleasantly
1: surprised me. Um, I, I don't know if it's it, pleasantly surprised, but I, I will tell you what did surprise me, and it's, it's not might not be it's not going to be that profound. <laughs> but um, as someone when I was working, I was in sales, so I was driving from client to client, and the days just flew by. Yeah. And I always assume that the reason why the days flew by is because I wasn't sitting behind a desk, that I was going from client to client, and that's how my days went by. Now, even as retired, someone who's retired, the day goes by quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't, you, know, you can't be retired and lay in bed to 10, 11 o'clock, because before you know it, the day is going to be over. So you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn, but you can get up at 8 o'clock. You can be leisure and you still got to get going to do what you want to do because before you know it, the day is gone. And that's something that kind of surprised me. I thought that the, um, you know, that day would seem longer. It's like, wow. Okay. So what am I going to, you know, that the days would seem longer and they they go by just as fast when you're working as when you're not working, Hmm. at least for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: So last question, what is your advice for anybody who's about to retire? What would you tell them to do your best piece of advice?
1: Um, again, I would say planning, that you, you want to you you plan your retirement. And, you know, I would try to get together with somebody or, or read a couple of, you know, magazines or books or something just to make sure that you're on, on the right path. Um, and I think you, you need to start thinking about what you want to do in retirement. And I know for males, they say it's a lot harder than for females just because we identify more with the type of work that we do. But I think you need to, you know, you need to try to th- think about what kind of interests do you have and if if you really want to do it. And and like I said, don't, don't necessarily wait until the last minute. All right, now I'm retired. Okay. So I'll take up this because then you might not like it or it might not work, mm-hmm. but just take a few things, um, you know, hobbies or interests and start pursuing them. Um, and then you can build on it as you retire. I mean, um, you know, there's certain things like, you know, years ago I played tennis a little bit, so I might at some point go back to try and take tennis lessons to play tennis. Um, but just other, you know, if other courses come along that I might find interesting, I'm going to get more involved and take some more things of that nature. But I think you, I think you need to plan retirement. If you want a, a well-transitioned retirement, then you need, you need to plan it, and you need to make sure that as much as possible all your – Ducks are lined up in a row, and I, as I said earlier, I think a key piece that you don't want to forsake is is your health care. If you if you don't have health insurance, you don't want to. I think you, you you might as well you wait to sixty five for Medicare to kick in. And at least you'll have health insurance, but because that's a, that's a big piece of it. Um, but and I also think that people shouldn't. I think there's a downside to waiting too long to retire. So when I did it, I did it on the, maybe on the younger side. Um, and maybe everybody can't do it at 59 and a half. And I realize that, but I also think that, um, waiting too long. I mean, I I met someone recently who told me she was 72 and she said, I'm, I'm scared to death of retirement. So that's why I haven't done it. I'm like, well, you know, if you, if you wait too long, then, you know, as we all age, your health goes down and different things like that. And you're not, you're not going to be able to do a lot of the things you want to do. Especially the physical things, you know, play, whatever your hobbies are—tennis or golf or whatever—and so I think there's a downside to waiting too. So, but I think you need you have to be ready for it too, yeah, and that's why you want to start a year early thinking about it, um, and some in some cases maybe even five years out. Just thinking about where you want to live, you know, and maybe visiting those places or like as a vacation and spending a week or two there to see if this type of place you want to live, um, and then as you get closer. Just starting to scratch off your list, your to-do list, everything that you know. What I've checked out, I've checked out this. This works. This is going to be okay, and um, that your plan is pretty solid. But you, you need you need a plan for it. That's that's definitely a key piece.
0: Well, that is some great advice, Howard. Thank you so much for talking to us today. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe to our program at iTunes or on our website at AllworthFinancial.com. If you have a retirement story you'd like to share, you can also write us at the art of retirement at allworthfinancial.com. I'm Charles Parker and you've been listening to the Art of Retirement podcast from Allworth Financial. This podcast has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities and Exchange Commission.